Hello and welcome back to Best Lens. I'm Bethany and I'm so glad you have joined me in looking through my lens on living a faith-filled life. Hi guys, we are back again for this month's episode. Today we are tackling another first chapter of a book, but actually (laughs) this particular book only has one chapter. Mm, He says all he needs to see in one go. Yes. What book are we tackling today, Mum? Well, can I just say this was not my choice. This was your choice, but I actually have really enjoyed it. It's the book of Jude. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this book because I studied it in Bible college two years ago, which is Mm. kind of scary. That was two years Mm. ago. But um, I'd never really looked at it before. It's such a small book that Mm. I feel like not doesn't get a lot of attention mm-hmm. but we were talking about it has so much in it so much to the point that we were like oh boy why did we choose this one yeah for sure <laughs> I, I heard someone saying actually um when i was looking into this book i heard them say that you know the verse that says at the, at the end of it now to him who's able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy blah blah, mm-hmm. blah. goes on like they said what they had to find out what caused him to say that you know, mm. What had he said before yeah. to make him say, now, actually, after all of that, there's one who can keep you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool book. And mm. um, we're just going to go verse by verse. We've decided that as we are going through verse by verse, we're maybe not going to read it before because you guys can read it if you want to pause this and read through it quickly first. Or you can just go through with us. But yeah, we will have a wee discussion as we go. Yeah. So Jude, um, mm-hmm. actually I have heard his name was probably Judas, mm-hmm. but we, um, to differentiate between the, the guy who was Judas Iscariot, who obviously was actually dead by this time, yeah. but between that and, and this guy, um, he's known as Jude and he is a half-brother of Jesus, which I don't think I understood that before. I knew James was a half-brother yeah. of Jesus, but I think there were four mm-hmm. half-brothers mentioned here in the Bible and uh, they all didn't believe that Jesus was the Christ yeah. while he was alive. Yeah. Yeah, I think there are, I don't exactly remember where it is or what exactly happens, but there mm. are points where they sort of scoff at Jesus, isn't mm. it? It's kind mm. of like a brother being like, oh my days, Jesus is back. Like yeah. he thinks he's the saviour. And there's a bit where like actually they come and get him because yeah. they think he's beside himself, which basically mm-hmm. is an old fashioned way of saying schizophrenic. Yeah. They thought he was schizophrenic. Like, do you know what I mean? But you now, can almost imagine yeah. if your big brother's going around telling everyone I'm going to turn water into wine and I'm going to save the world, you're like, oh boy, we better like help him because people are going to beat him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and now here they are. And I love how it says that he's a servant of Jesus Christ doesn't say he's a brother of Jesus Christ but does wink at it because he's and a brother of James yeah, who everybody like, knows oh, by yeah. the way <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I love that um someone has said that you know actually the blood of the cross was more important than the blood of the family yeah and actually his family like that was the bloodline with Jesus mm-hmm. but actually the blood that Jesus shed was what actually made yeah the impact here yeah um I've read that a servant, it, they still had authority depending on who they served. Mm. So, you know, like a servant of someone really, really low, you think, as soon as you hear servant, you think mm. slave, mm. no matter. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't saying, oh, I'm a servant and that meant that he was nothing. He was saying, I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. Mm. A servant of the king actually had like immense power yeah, a servant yeah. in the castle yeah. yeah so what he was actually saying was i am a servant of jesus christ and that gives mm, me authority to yeah. do this 
And then when he says brother of James, that's nothing really to do with his spiritual life. It's just identification. He's like, yeah. oh, and by the way, yeah. I'm brother of James. I'm saying that because I don't want to be like, oh, and I'm on the brother of Jesus. Yeah. I'm just telling you who I am so you have context. Yeah. I love like the Old Testament reference to the bond servant because that's really what this what this talks about. Mm-hmm. And how they had years of, of um, service. I think it was seven years they had to serve. And after the seven years, um, if I'm right, they could then be set free. Mm-hmm. But a bond servant was someone who went to the, at the end of the seven years and said to the master, I love you. Mm-hmm. I want to stay with you. Yeah. So I want to stay another seven years. So what would happen would be is that that, that's, that master would take the servant and put a little mark into his ear, probably like an earring, mm. that would show that there was a mark that made him different. He was yeah. now saying, I am here because I want to, not because I've been mm-hmm. made to, not because I have to, but because I love my master. And yeah. I think that's lovely. Like we are here, not because we're made to, but because we love our master. And that's yeah. what Jude's saying. Yeah. And um, that um, identification is put quite a lot at the start of these books in the New mm-hmm. Testament. It's, it's always says a servant, but in my Bible it always has a wee footnote beside that word, like every single time saying bond servant, mm-hmm. bond servant mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. It's to those who are called, beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. This is not a letter to someone to say, hey, you're a sinner. This is how you need to repent. This is how you need to come to Christ. This is to people who are already in Christ. Yeah. Uh, which I think is really important to understand. So it's a, le- a letter for you and me yeah. to be able to look and say, actually, this is how we must live our lives and showed Christ to the world who doesn't know him. Yeah, yeah. That's a really nice thought. Um, I think it's really interesting, maybe not that relevant, that in verse 2, this is the only book in the Bible that is addressed with love. Mm. Uh, mercy, peace, and love. And he, they all kind of sound a bit similar at the start, mm. don't they? Mm-hmm. they like we, we write to you in peace, in faith, yeah. in mercy, and truth, and all these sorts of things. But this is the only one that says love. And I think that probably is because he's coming with such a harsh thought. He's, yes. he's going to be coming saying, there are people in your church who are mm. not good for you. And yeah. so first of all, he says, you know, I'm doing this in love. I'm not just yeah. coming and attacking. Yeah. I love you people. And that's why I'm doing this. And he's good with maths. He doesn't want addition. He wants multiplication. Mm-hmm. It's like, let it be multiplied to you. I don't want you just to have a little bit. I want it to be so much that you can hardly you know, mm-hmm. handle it. Because like you see, he's got something quite drastic to tell them. And he wanted mm-hmm. to write to them anyway, he says. Mm-hmm. But actually, he felt compelled that it had to be quite soon. Yeah. So that's verse 3. It says, Beloved, mm. although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation. I've read somewhere like that would be a long letter mm. to write about our common salvation. <laughs> There's so much to write about in that. Yeah. It says, I find it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. So basically he's noticed a problem, which we will touch on in a second, mm-hmm. but he's noticed a problem that's actually, it needs to be dealt with now. Yeah. He wants to talk about the faith and like the the common salvation but he's like there is a massive problem right now so i need to write a really quick letter that's going to go out to everyone because we actually don't know who this Mm -hmm. was addressed to yeah so quite likely passed around churches Mm -hmm. and he was like you need to sort this out now yeah yeah this is really important this Mm -hmm. is really um this is like a a worm that is not going to go away unless Mm -hmm. you capture it and get it get it out and yeah for sure I, i love that he says as well that it's um 
necessary to write to you that you and appeal to you to contend for the faith Mm -hmm. and it's like you know the common salvation of course is not about how common it was but about how all of us are saved by faith through grace in Christ Jesus and and it's you know it's not about um oh well you know these different little parts of of isms and theologies that we contend over it's actually about the deep doctrine of salvation mm. by faith in Christ alone and and so he's like do you know you need to contend for that because actually others are coming in and, and bringing their own isms they're bringing their own ideologies their own theologies mm-hmm. and he's saying that's not on because actually this once and for all was delivered to the saints you've been told and this is how it should be yeah yeah and then we were talking about the fact that the faith it's very it's actually really specific that it has the before so mm-hmm. the definite article get me mm-hmm. if there is the definite article before it it means the gospel the faith the mm. salvation it's everything whereas if it's just faith then it is our own faith mm-hmm. and that kind of appears in james yeah james 2 right at the start it says mm-hmm. my brothers show no partiality as you hold the faith in our lord so that doesn't mean like as you like walk in your own journey it does but it's also talking about the faith as you walk in the faith and then later on verse 14 it has faith all over the place but that's talking about your individual walk your faith how you cope with things Mm -hmm. but this here in Jude is talking about the gospel so he's not just saying you need to contend for your own relationship with God he's saying you need to defend the gospel yeah yeah and I think that's as important then and as as important now as it was then because actually that's what we need to do we need to stand up there's a thing called Mm -hmm. apologetics which we uh, apologize which is weird but actually what we're not saying sorry for the gospel but we're giving a reason Mm -hmm. and and if we don't know the gospel if we don't know the word of god Uh we can't apologize in a good way we can't tell people this is what it is so we have to contend for that faith and make sure that people can't just say oh you know all roads lead to Mm -hmm. god no they don't do that mean that all religions will take you to heaven this is you know whatever for whatever way jesus has ordained it to be this way and this is the mm. only way that we can do it so we need to to hold on to that yeah. no matter how upsetting that might be to others yes um mm. you said something really nice about contend earlier about how that's not just a little fight or something that's right it's it's a continuous actually and it really is about you know in in the days of wrestling mm-hmm. when you know like in in the gladiator games i suppose yeah. you know they would be actually wrestling each other for the d- desire to have the title, as it were. Mm-hmm. So this is like a constant wrestling. But, and that's the problem, isn't it? This is not, although the gospel is once for all given to us, mm-hmm. the contending is something that continues to go on and on and yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Something I love is that straight after he says that, it says that was once for, once for all delivered to the saints. Mm. And so he's not saying here's a letter for your elders, your deacons, your pastors, you know, they need to actually start defending the faith and they need to do all this. He's saying the saints, every single Mm. one of you has a responsibility here. The saints basically just talks about the people that follow God, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and it really is quite a title, isn't it? Because we probably don't deserve it in so many ways, but that's the whole thing of the gospel. Mm -hmm. We don't deserve it. And so we are saints, like, you know, we are um, purchased by by his blood yeah i think it is also a little bit of um 
telling of our future because mm. when when we reach heaven we will be saints we will yes. be perfect when we yeah. get to heaven we're not there yet but yeah. basically it's almost like a name in faith is saying yes. that you are a saint because you are following god and you expect to be able to be going to heaven to be perfect and you are trying to live in a way that yes demonstrates that yes that's right there were lots of names for christians back mm-hmm. then weren't there they, you know there was a whole lot of different kind of ways that they and in fact, Christian wasn't really one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, that was that was very sporadic that you would read Christian throughout the Bible very mm-hmm. very few times. Uh, but say, what does Christian mean? It's like something like Jesus follower, isn't it? Jesus yeah. lover, Jesus that's person. Right. Yeah, I can't quite Jesus remember. Jesus people. Jesus people. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I love that. There's a song. It's like a really like it's like a hard almost rock song but it's by dc talks and it's jesus freak mm. i love mm-hmm. that song mm-hmm. it's a proper pop like it just talks about like <laughs> what will people think when they hear that i'm a jesus freak yeah. what will people do when they find out it's true yeah i'm like yes yeah, i have so a jesus silly. freak <laughs> yeah absolutely own it i think yeah for sure um so are we going to verse four Beth? yes um for certain people have crept in i find this quite scary yeah <laughs> i find that language yeah. quite like ah! mm-hmm. um because it's not like you know ta-da i'm here to yeah. upset the church and to, you mm-hmm. know um it is like they've but crept people, in yeah, people don't do that they don't come in no. and say hey i'm here to pull no, you apart it'd be really handy if they did <laughs> so can we be like Oh yeah, got that one. Got that one in my sights. It's six months in, and then you're like, "Hang on." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I find that quite nasty that that language, but I get mm-hmm. it. It's also true, isn't it? Like, yeah. but it says it's crept in unnoticed. No, I was about to say that. Yeah. And I'm like, I was going to say that God's noticed them. He oh, knows yeah, about yeah. it, and that's what I feel like. Although we might not have our sights on that, God's got it. Yeah, and that's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah, that's a that's a much nicer point than I was going to make because oh. I was going to say the fact they crept in unnoticed shows how lazy we are in our looking, mm. which is the kind of the point of the book, isn't it? It's like telling us not yeah. that we're lazy, but telling us to be more vigilant, telling Ooh. us to be more. But when's diligent. discernment and judgment? Those become yes. quite tricky situations, don't they? When someone comes in and you're like, I don't like them. Yeah. That's bad, isn't it? Like, yeah. so I think the chance. thing with the church is that it's really hard because, like you say, we need to give people chances, and mm. they're never going to grow in their faith if we don't allow them in church. Yeah. But I yeah. think this is sort of talking about the people that are. Really really involved in church that's it gives them a bit of time to settle in yeah and like recently we've been discussing you know what Mm. what it takes to even just be up the front for church for singing to be at the door to give coffee and actually all these things we think of as little like sometimes we think of them as meaningless Mm. tasks Mm -hmm. which they're Mm not yeah but we've been talking about the fact that we really need to be examining people and they need to be examining themselves yeah. in order to say that they are able to be a good example while standing up leading worship or saying hello yes. at the door and this is why because yeah. you can't just let people come in and do things and gain that power mm. mm-hmm. when they don't have a maybe genuine faith with yes. god yeah i agree good point um so they've they've it says who long ago were designated for this condemnation and godly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality. So often that's the way what mm-hmm. happens is their eyes are taken off God mm-hmm. and so therefore the sensuality thing or you know, the sexual morality thing, it becomes very much a free-for-all and they can do anything they like. Yeah. And that's so often is the way that it goes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Towards, and unfortunately, towards um, relationships that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. And then they deny our only master and Lord, Jesus Christ. 
that's quite scary, isn't it? <laughs> but like I think, um, like we actually, although we can be afraid, it you know, and, and look at it and think, oh, this is too much. Like we have to then take that apart and go. Do you know mm-hmm. what? Um, fear and faith cannot mm-hmm. cohabit. So we need yeah. to then say, actually, look at this. This is quite scary, mm-hmm. but I know that God has it. Like I was watching a show last night. This has nothing to do with a biblical <laughs> show. Um, it was a, a Chicago Med. If anyone fancies it, it's very good. Um, but he <laughs> said, this guy said, you choose to see the threat or the opportunity mm-hmm. and actually I think like you said um, before we're never going to be perfect like mm-hmm. not in this world not until the next so our churches are not going to be perfect so mm-hmm. there's going to be all this, always these things to be watching out for it could be a threat but it also could be an opportunity an opportunity for us all to grow an opportunity for us to make sure that we don't just allow these things to happen mm-hmm. and an opportunity to make sure that we have things in place that if they do that like do we address it yeah yeah um i think it's just super important to remember that while it's scary it's actually a good thing that it scares us because this isn't meant to make us feel happy this Mm. isn't meant Mm. to make us and it's also not meant to make us feel entitled to go and rip apart our churches and demand Mm. that everyone proves they're a christian Mm. that is Mm -hmm. not what's being said here like the it's not saying that you now have the sole responsibility to make sure everyone is a christian it's saying that you have a responsibility to keep yourself right so that you have the right discernment to notice when something is drawing people away from christ yes absolutely so so yeah it should scare us actually it should scare us into realizing that this is really important Mm -hmm. but like you say god's got it yeah yeah, and for so sure. we can rest in that. Yeah. So verse five, what's that about, Bethany? So it says, Now I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, that Jesus, who saved a people out of the land of Egypt, afterwards destroyed those who did not believe. And angels who did not stay within their own positions of authority but left their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. So this bit here, like it carries on, but it's really, it's starting to talk about judgment, isn't it? It's starting yeah. to talk about their history. It's actually yes. probably could read, I could read on. And it, yeah. Do you want me to actually read it or do you want me to summarise? Well, whatever you fancy. <laughs> it does, it goes on to talk about Sodom and Gomorrah, surrounding yeah. cities, which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desire, serve mm. as an example by an undergoing, by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. Yeah. And we were talking about it has it has a load of different examples which mm-hmm. it so helpfully was summarized by my my notes that i have here which is not my thoughts but um it has that first of all he talks about israel he then talks about angels sodom and gomorrah sin of apostates old testament dignitary and apostates of corruption mm-hmm. So nice. he has a lot of examples. He's not yeah. just going, do you know what? I feel like the Lord has told me to say this. And he's yeah. like, the Lord has told me to say this because this has happened and this yeah. has happened and this has happened. And again, I don't know if we've ever said this in the podcast, but my real belief is if we don't know the history and what's happened, mm-hmm. we will repeat those mistakes again. Yes. So I think it's really important. I love how the Jews and, and the Hebrew folks know mm-hmm. their lineages mm-hmm. and they know their generations and they know what's happened and they know the stories. Yeah. And actually, I think, again, as Christians, we're so bad at that, of, yeah. of realising, like, oh, God uses these as a, an example of mm-hmm. what went wrong and yeah. how they basically took their eyes off. And when you take your eyes off God, someone has said, you, when you start, stop seeing God for who he is, you start seeing people 
differently as well and it's yeah. like you know that's so true that we end up not not living well together and mm-hmm. not doing things well together and yeah. that seems what happens here. You've talked about before um, Jews having like certain books and oh, devotionals. Yeah. It was like they have the Bible but they also have yeah, like they something have a, about they have a history. book. Yeah, they have a book and then they have like basically it's like martyrs of the faith mm. from their own, you know, history and they would read these three books, a song book and a Bible book and mm-hmm. this this, this um, martyrs of the faith to their families every single night. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they're they're just so committed yeah we're a firm believer in the bible rules everything Mm -hmm, do you know like mm -hmm. there should not be another book that takes the place of the bible and that's what a lot of faiths do yeah they decide that this other the bible's not got enough information Mm -hmm. it was like a little bit faulty so they've added another book Mm -hmm. and that's not good but i think it is so important that like these jews they they just have such a heart to learn about god so much so that they're like how much more can we get in the bible let's read the bible all the time let's also add in the experience of others like you say it as yeah. an example and whenever like you can just see this throughout the whole new testament someone references a person from mm-hmm. their history and they're all like oh yeah okay yeah. that like, i Enoch get it is three times he's mentioned in the new testament mm-hmm. which you know like really there's like a few verses about enoch there's mm-hmm. not like a lot about him but you know yeah. we know that he walked with god we know that he had a son called methuselah which means that when he dies judgment we know that he was not for god took him so basically mm-hmm. he was like you know raptured basically that's all we know about Enoch. But three yeah. times he's mentioned the Bible because he lived in a time um, when it wasn't cool mm-hmm. to love God. Yeah. And he lived <laughs> and worked and absolutely adored God. Yeah. And and I think like, he was just such an example. They also, like, they had a lot of extra books. Like, they did have their scriptures back in the day, but mm-hmm. they also had, like, other historical books. And even yeah. um, the Apocrypha, you know, was a book that mm-hmm. um, and actually has Enoch in it, Enoch chapter one and, and all that yeah. kind of thing. And it's, you know, and, and there's another book. And like, although those were not canon, although they're not um, actually ordained as being biblical mm-hmm. and, you know, from the from the Lord, um, they are historically mm-hmm. right. So it's, it's okay sometimes to read yeah. other books to help us understand. I've heard somewhere the Bible is a book of history, but it is not a history book mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it has history in it like everything is accurate but a history book has basically everything that's happened whereas the bible only contains the parts that we really need to learn from that we that you know that show us who god is and so history books are really helpful because they show us the other information and other bits and pieces but like the bible the books that when you're saying they're canon so canonical Mm -hmm. those are the Mm -hmm. books that were designated and were said those are inspired by god those are the ones that are in our bible mm, um cool. yeah I, there's like three um i was saying to you earlier wasn't i like there mm-hmm. are three examples like really of of um the different places or like mm-hmm. you know sodom and gomorrah and the angels that try to um i guess take usurp authority and then um, Moses and and uh, when the devil was trying to to take Moses' body and it's kind of like again it's it's those things where you're like wow I I didn't know most of these things or whatever mm-hmm. and you look into them and you're like that this is a whole lot but it's just they're like going oh right this is what's happening and this is what it could lead to again yeah know? yeah exactly um I was trying to find a thing that I had seen earlier but I can't find it but anyways um. Earlier, we were talking about when 
we were sort of discussing what we're going to discuss in here because there's a lot of deep mm. stuff in mm-hmm. this passage and we don't want to jump over anything that is important but we also realize we don't want to be here for hours and hours and hours and mm-hmm. um, but when it said about Sodom and Gomorrah that's really talking about sexual immorality and pursued a natural desire and all those mm. things and it might be a little bit of a hot topic for a podcast but I was saying that something that I've seen a lot recently is porn being really normalized Mm. it's just like this is just life this is just how we cope with things Mm. and seeing like something along the lines of like there's like 25 percent of google searches Mm. are about that which is a lot when actually Mm -hmm. when you see the actual numbers that it doesn't sound like a lot but when you think see the numbers Mm. it's ridiculous and how it's just becoming a normal thing almost because like we're not talking about it in church. We're not talking mm. about it on podcasts. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about it from a Christian standpoint yeah. of like, yeah. these are things that God's created that are beautiful, that are amazing, but in marriage. And these are things, that, you yeah. know, we just kind of bypass it. Yeah. And I think that's something that these people coming into the churches, that they then go around people being like, oh yeah, it's totally normal to do all these sorts of mm-hmm. things. And it's mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's like um, not understanding the impact that these things have mm-hmm. later on, like mm-hmm. you know the the diseases that kind of come from uh, sexual immorality, mm-hmm. the you know the things that happen in your brain mm-hmm. uh, using pornography. Mm-hmm. It, like the 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 moment may bring some satisfaction. We're not saying that they're not pleasure in some mm-hmm. of these things. We're saying the long term effects can be really detrimental to people's lives. And yeah. I know they don't come in saying that. They just come in saying, oh, you know, this is totally normal. This yeah. is what we do and this is great. Um, but that is not what the Bible says. And, and and you're right. Like, the church don't always get this right. We don't always mm-hmm. deal well with things like these things. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But at the same time, like, it is a hot potato. It is. All these things yes. are hot potatoes, It's very easy to offend because our... Yes people nowadays are so easy to offend in general everyone's almost looking to be offended yes yeah and everybody needs a different amount of help yeah you know you can tell somebody in fact later on you're going to talk about this bethany i think where where there's just different ways of dealing with things that happen Mm -hmm. so that you know you've got to be aggressive sometimes to Mm -hmm. save someone yeah and then you've got to be gentle sometimes to help someone Mm -hmm. and you know and, and you can have two people with the same problem but they need a different approach. Yes. So that's quite hard as a church then to address the situation. Mm-hmm. You have perhaps a, a, you know, a covering of this is what we believe, mm-hmm. but actually putting that into people's lives can take a bit of a different look where you're kind of going, this is how we need to walk. This is how we need to work through this. Mm-hmm. And someone else will take it instantly and someone else will take, it'll take a long time to get mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Yeah, so then it sort of says, woe to them, for they have walked away. This is like basically saying, they are bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's This is not yeah. a good yeah. thing. And then we were talking about, it goes really into lovely poetry, mm. imagery, pictures. Yeah. It's just... It's a poetic language, this It bit, really it? is. And it's yeah. almost hard to understand, but it, yeah. it's... I feel like the way it's written is so that when you do understand it, you have an even richer understanding yeah. because they've given you pictures to think of. Yeah totally so um yeah it just says that like um they're waterless clouds swept along by winds fruitless trees in late autumn twice dead uprooted wild waves of the sea casting up the foam of their own shame wandering stars for whom the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved forever 
Yeah. It's all kind of talking about people that build you up and then don't actually give you anything. Yeah, like this, yeah. you know, when you look at a wave and you go, wow, look at that wave. It's going to be so mm-hmm, amazing. Mm-hmm. And then it says that they're like waves that just come and they cast foam upon you. Yeah. And that's basically saying that like actually what they have is useless. It's dirt. It's their, you know, it's their, just their stuff that doesn't yeah. mean anything. Mm-hmm. And so you are thinking, wow, these people are going to be amazing. The stars, they shine bright and then they burn out. Yeah. And, you know, someone who's burning for Christ genuinely doesn't burn out. Yeah, yeah. And these people kind of come up and we're like, oh, wow, this is like a really cool gospel. Mm-hmm. But actually, if it's not true, they're going to burn out. They're going to disappear. And then you mm-hmm. realize, oh, oh, dear. Yeah. I, I love, um, going back, because this is all talking about these people, but, um, you know, it says in that verse 11 when you talk about woe to them, because mm-hmm. they walked in the way of Cain. You know, Cain was a killer because he was mm-hmm. jealous. And then it talks about Balaam, and Balaam was a prophet, and he was was paid money to prophesy in a, in a false way. So his yeah. love of money um, like, tripped him up. And then Korah's rebellion, like he wanted power, and he wanted to overthrow Moses. And, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about that, like, you know that that those are those kind of people that come in that are wanting to they're jealous they're wanting their possession yeah. and they're wanting more money and it's like you know we can all get tripped up by that mm-hmm. you know we live in a day of comparison mm-hmm. and we're jealous of others and what they have and we always want more you know no yeah. one ever has enough money really exactly yeah. always wanting more and more and more so we all have this this thing where we could all be those mm-hmm. they if, represent if we're not jealousy greed and pride absolutely and we can all be waterless clouds uh-huh. like, do you know what I mean? yeah. and, and, and we can all be those ones that are um, swept along by mm-hmm. winds like we just kind of go this way and that way because this is the next biggest thing mm-hmm. but actually you know we don't want to be a tree that's uprooted twice yeah we want to be a tree that's planted Mm-hmm. with our roots deep into the rich soil of, of Jesus Christ. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. So, um, whew, got more about Enoch then in verse 14. Um, and then what about we go just down to verse 16? Yeah. Um, and it says, these are grumblers, malcontents. So I'm thinking that's like discontented people, malcontents, is that right? Following their own sinful desires, they are loudmouth boasters showing favoritism showing kind of like flattery to gain advantage yeah and like yeah just beware yeah and be careful and we were them. also talking yeah we were talking about the fact that you were just saying you know we can all be waterless crowds clouds whenever we both read this verse we were saying this actually covers a lot of people mm-hmm. in fact just for everyone because we were saying the church is not perfect and it never mm. will be until we end up in heaven do you know and while we are on earth we are affected by sin and so all of us are going to be discontent with church yeah. and that says there are grumblers malcontents we do kind of grumble about church i i'm a big i'm at fault for coming out of church and be like oh this happened and that happened and then you're like okay so how can we work on that and i'm like oh i don't know <laughs> and yeah and sometimes it, that's how we um process it though too yes. isn't it? And, and understanding that a little bit but also then stepping back and going okay well those things I don't love but I think that's the thing is working on it Mm -hmm. isn't it and being the change we want to see sometimes Mm and you know I was talking to a friend the other day and they have always thought I don't really love where we're at but in church but anyway she'd heard just basically God say to her stay stay and be that person that Mm -hmm. you want to find in church and and I was like, you know, good on you, because actually it can be so much easier to just move. Yeah. And if you're already discontent with your own church, 
mm-hmm. probably going to another one's not going to help. No. To be honest. Yeah. We've got to realize that church is actually not about us. It is about the body of Christ and it's about Christ. Yeah. It's about yeah. us filling other people so that they might be able to fill us, but not mm-hmm. in that way of like we go there for ourselves. It is mm-hmm. to praise God, to yeah. learn more about him. And I think so many people think of church as like, how can this be for me? How can it fill my social calendar? How can it yeah. fill my spiritual needs Mm -hmm. and that's not what it is it is a place of service because when we serve we are filled up by god absolutely i love them like the next verse i know um i don't know if if we're ready to move on Mm -hmm. but but basically where it goes to like a call to persevere right so but you must remember beloved um the protection of the apostle of our lord jesus christ he said to you in the last time there'll be scoffers and i was like thinking about that and um thinking like you know, we live in a world where they do scoff. They uh-huh. scoff at the church. They scoff at what we think and do. Like, you know, anybody that's on a film that's a Christian is always oh, the yeah. gossip and it's always the, the grumpy one who's old man. grumpy. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, sometimes that's actually true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I actually think if you go into, hopefully into a town and you would say, you know, I have a need that they would be able to say, well, I will take you to mm-hmm. that church because yes. they will help you. And I think although the world does scoff, I think there's also an element of that when we live it, yeah. that they see that although the big picture might be laughable, mm-hmm. the individual churches and the Christian people are just you know living it out. Yeah, yeah. And then this is kind of where it talks about this is how we answer the problem of the mm. bad people in churches. Yeah. And we were talking about the fact that it's it's not... He doesn't come in talking about anger, fighting, and shouting. He mm. comes in talking like he, stopped, he talked about at the start, mercy, peace, and love. Yeah. Faith, prayer, all these things. That's literally how he says, you're going to sort this out yeah. by building yourself up in Christ. He says that keep yourself in the love of God. Because earlier in verse 19, he says... It's these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the spirit. And the spirit is something that once you trust in the Lord, you have it. You know, Mm -hmm. you have that in you. But you also need to work to be able to become closer to God, to become closer with the spirit. Yeah, absolutely. It's like any relationship, isn't it? You've got to, like, learn to know each other. You know, God knows us inside out, but Mm -hmm. we don't know him. And, you know... It's, there's so much, isn't mm-hmm. there? There's depths of yeah. God that we're like, oh, you know, got so much to learn. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really dangerous to take your spiritual life for granted mm. because it is your responsibility to yeah. build on that. And we were talking about prayer does not just make you grow spiritually. Mm. You don't just pray, 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 pray. Suddenly yeah. you're an yeah. absolute mature Christian, but it involves prayer. You yeah. have to pray. If you yeah. don't pray, you won't grow. Absolutely. And also, I think, like, in making sure that you have good company, mm-hmm. you know, like, what's that verse in, in, like, Proverbs, that, you know, good company, bad company corrupts. Yeah. You know, do you know Is that the one that iron sharpens iron? No, there's that one too, but there's one about, like, actually, um, you know, having bad company will corrupt you oh. and, and will bring you down. And and I think that um, it's, it's so important that, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, some of these people, you know, although they would try to pretend to build you up like mm-hmm. i think that they will flatter you mm-hmm. in a way that is not true but actually if you find people who not only would say hey you did well but actually hey i don't think you're doing that right yeah in love i think find people who will stretch you as, yeah. as a christian and that that's, you can help yeah that's what it means it says keep yourself in the love of god it doesn't just mean mm-hmm. like you have to constantly be running around going where's the lord where is yeah. he like where can i be it yeah. actually means like like 
focus on him pray to him read the bible but surround yourself with people like you say like we're very fortunate to have a family that do that yeah but i think i finally got to a place now that i could say that majority of my friends would do that for mm-hmm. me because like i think I'm looking forward to we, that. we struggle <laughs> we struggle in this generation to be told that we're doing something yeah. wrong so i think actually all of us would be quite cautious to do that yeah, yeah. and we're quite an offended generation yeah. and i think it still is offensive it's it's hard mm-hmm. to bear when someone comes and says i think what sometimes you have to do is be like you know thank you for that i will go mm-hmm. away and think about it yeah. and actually sometimes they get it wrong mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? and if you pray about it yeah. um it's about how we receive it as and well sometimes they're doing it truly like they are actually right but it's not god's plan like mm. you know there's the that, yeah. that passage where is it Paul is going to Rome and all his friends are like, yeah. we've been told you're going to be like, you're yeah. going to die. Yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. bad idea. Yeah. And it was right. Yeah. It was a bad idea. But he was like, no, the Lord's told me to go. So I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that that's it sometimes as well, just to be able to say, well, do you know what? God has said this and I'm going to do it. And mm-hmm. if, you know, and then as friends and to say, I don't think it's a good idea. And then to say, do you know what? You're going to do it anyway. So I'm yeah. here to support you and I'll yeah. be here whenever, if it goes all wrong or if it goes all right, mm-hmm. I'll be here and, I think that that is the thing, isn't it? Just being wise. Yeah. But we're not God. So we don't see the big Mm -hmm. picture. So we don't understand everything. Absolutely. So we are almost at the end. Oh, that's a long one. We're at, I think this is my favourite section of Jude. And this is probably why I wanted to do Jude. (laughs) Study Jude. Because I just remember... Um, this being explained in one of my lectures but Mm. these verses 22 and 23 it says have mercy on those who doubt save others by snatching them out of the fire to show mercy with fear to show others mercy with fear hating even the garment stained by the flesh which is quite hard to understand i remember first Mm -hmm. reading that and being like what Mm -hmm. but um the way it was explained to us was there are three groups in you know people that are struggling the okay. first group is people that are innocently just struggling because maybe they're new christians they're weak in the faith they're mm-hmm. they just don't quite understand you have to have mercy on them and so when they're doing something that you don't like that you think that's really bad mm. don't just go up to them and be like this is wrong you need mm. to be like hey by the way have you ever had like a bible study to look mm-hmm. at these sorts of things could i help you could i point you to someone who could help you mm-hmm. could i mm-hmm. tell you about a video or a podcast yeah. and that's where you need to be really gentle you need to understand you need to pray for them mm-hmm then you got the ones that need rescued it needs to be drastic because they are really playing with fire they're stumbling mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. on the edge of the cliff and at that point you need to go snatch them it says you know mm-hmm. like we need to like you say be harsh you mm-hmm. sometimes need to go and be like hey whoa stop because they mm-hmm. are on the line yeah and then you have the the last part hating even the garment stained by flesh do not be naive it talks about there are people that are that know what they're doing and they're mm. continuing to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's not a point where we just give up on them. We yeah. we love them. We want them to come back. Mm-hmm. We want them to realize what they're doing is wrong. But we also need to realize that a church is a really sacred place and we cannot just have people mm-hmm. sinning while knowing that they are singing, sinning and just keep on going with it. Mm-hmm. And so then there's a reason that while we may hate it, there is church discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Nice. Thank you for that. <laughs> So, pretty sure everyone has, like, as we started with, heard the doxology mm-hmm. at the end. And I do love it. I think it's true, like, 
all of this, like this is heavy stuff. Whoa, uh -huh. you know, there could be people in your churches that have crept in the back door. There are people who are doing this and they're like these people and these people and these uh -huh. people. But he says, now, and I think, I was saying this to you, Bethany, I think we should all get up for the next week and, <laughs> and say this over our lives. Like, yeah. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. Yeah. Imagine that. And to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Saviour, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time and now and forever. Mm -hmm. That is a that is a prayer. Yes. Isn't it? That, that is, is. That's giving everything glory to God. It's giving him honour. It's saying that he is the one who's able to mm -hmm. do above all. So there but I heard someone say today as well whenever it talks about now him who is able to keep you mm -hmm. it's always about you know he, he is able to keep you but around there there's always a verse that says about us doing some yeah. of the responsibility too and that's in verse 21 keep yourselves yeah. in the love of god we so there's a, a joint there's, responsibility yeah isn't there? like it feels like what you're saying it's so scary it's like so much our responsibility yeah. ah! and because they want us to realize that we do have a responsibility oh, for we sure. do have the need to grow in Christ to be able to um, put him first and to really just focus on him but we would also realize with this high 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 expect expectation that we can't make that and so that's when he steps in and says but it's okay because as long as you have a heart and you really do yeah. try yeah. the Lord can keep if he if we take an inch he'll get the, the rest mile yeah. you know that could be like that that's him he's so gracious mm -hmm. but he wants to just see us at least step our foot into the water yeah and keep our eyes focused on him so yeah dude yeah, yeah. you heard a lot and you're only little good job you only did one <laughs> chapter i know because yeah. we're in here for another two yeah. hours but yeah amazing there's so much 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 more and i think look into like through numbers there's a lot of these stories of you know Balaam yeah. and Korah's we have rebellion. the absolute like blessing now of Google oh yes. and the ease of being able to go I don't know who Korah is like we did that mm. earlier I don't know mm -hmm. who Korah is and Google yeah. who is Korah gives you a reference go read it boom yeah can I just tell you that he got swallowed up the earth opened and swallowed him like that is a story for <laughs> the kids cool. by night and <laughs> that is a pretty good one I think I'm going to be telling my kids about that tonight because that is like do you know what I mean like God and that's the other thing I wanted to just say that God will he's not he's not a big granddad in the sky he's not a Santa Claus mm -hmm. he will judge sin yes so that, I mean, we can't make God to be this just this God of love yes mm -hmm. he is a God of love but he's also a God of justice and mm -hmm. wrath and mercy and all the things and he will judge those who have gone against his word whether saved and unsaved mm -hmm. so there's going to come a day where we'll stand before him too and he will look and say what have you done with what i gave you yeah and so that's quite um sobering isn't it mm -hmm. but also spurring me on to go do you know what i want to work for him because yeah. he is so good I have this quote written in oh, this yes. book of the Bible, set, and it says, um, if sin is offensive to God, then it should be offensive to the church. Mm. I think that's just a really important thing to remember, that like, yeah. how much offends God in our world, but we just live with. And yeah. sometimes it just get, does get to that point where we are living in a sinful world. We cannot completely ignore people who have any sin in their life because yeah. we'd be ignoring every person in the world. Yeah. But we shouldn't 
be okay with it we should be offended Mm. by it it should stir something in us that goes oh the lord doesn't like that yes absolutely and to help like you say walk alongside someone Mm -hmm. and be like do you know what let's see what we can do to make this better and to see our own lives and be even praying that prayer of cleansing our own hearts lord is Mm -hmm. there something that you like don't like within me show me yeah reveal it to me yes. and help me to put like it like right you say on. this is not us storming in and arguing with people no. this is us realizing that the way we're going to fix this is to fix ourselves to oh, fix man. our sights on him so that we can help other people fix their sight on him as well great well thank you so much for listening um we we enjoyed this yes yeah and uh, we hope that you enjoyed it too we hope that then you will come back next month we will yes. be hopefully um study another chapter of another book we're not sure which one yet i don't know i think i'm choosing this time <laughs> I think i'm not giving you any problem any is just about every book in the bible has really deep theology well so, true. Yeah. so but it, it that's not really a problem that is a blessing no. so thank you guys for listening we hope that it blessed you and that uh, you took something from it and we'll talk to you guys next month bye